Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome back to another episode of The Beats. I'm, of course, Nick Bumrunner, along with Brendan Quinn. Brought to you by BetMGM. Brendan's not brought to you by BetMGM, the show is. But either way, Brendan's brought to you by Brendan. How are we, do- how are we doing, my man? Good! On a Wednesday night here. A lovely tell you what, Wednesday night in Michigan. I'm postponing another pro wrestling uh, watching, uh, although I do have writing to do tonight. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if we were going to record this last week, when CM Punk debuted, Brendan, I wouldn't have uh, wow. postponed. Wow. Yeah. Maybe wow. that'll, what maybe is, that'll get the what is tonight? <laughs> what is what is tonight? Uh, AEW Dynamite tonight. CM Punk on again. Actually, I don't think that means anything to you, but um, A A E W. Mm-hmm. Pro wrestling, yeah. All, our, my pro wrestling friends out there, and I know there are some that listen to the show. Yeah, uh, we'll know what I'm talking about, but I'll watch is, and catch up after. Th- this is a separate entity than WWE. Oh yeah, it's 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 competition. Uh, it's on TNT. So did they a, already do this? Was well, it that WCW? they did. Yeah, and now another crew is coming in to try to overthrow the <sighs> Empire. Okay, like that's who, what's happening. Who are the financial backers do you wanna, here? Okay. Do, hey, listen. You don't even. Let's know get into it. The financial backers of the of the promotion, uh, the guy who owns it, his name's Tony Khan. He's the son of the guy uh, Shad Khan who owns the Jaguars. Okay. Urban Meyer has been in an AEW pay-per-view. <laughs> what? Been, that's who funds the promotion. So, uh, in any event, and not I was see, I was going to guess like Saudi money. So it's a or real, it's like a that. real thing. It's um, no, the the Jaguars basically own AEW. I mean, that's the situation. That business, more or less. And I think that uh, Tony Khan also runs a a um, soccer team in Europe somewhere. I'm not sure which one or what league. I don't, I'm not familiar with all that, but I think he also owns. But they're rich. They're billionaires. So, yeah, they run a. Pro I figured it had to be some kind of. They've signed evil. all the people people like. They signed all the cool guys. <laughs> and I gals. figured it had to be some kind of evil conglomerate. And now that you say Urban's involved, then well, pretty much know. pretty much confirms yeah, my mean, assumption. <laughs> either way, welcome back to the show. Man, no, this was the pro wrestling hour brought to you well, by. This is far more interesting than anything we're going to talk about. Who gives a shit about the alliance when oh. we got we got dueling pro wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, associations it's going, been going on for like two years by the way oh it has oh yeah it's been back for a while now now i mean like they're signing so they're signing all the guys and not not so much the women yet a lot of the best women's wrestlers are still in wwe right but they're signing a lot of the guys that um were stifled creatively we'll say oh by wwe so it's been um and a lot of the guys that work this, in Japan. This, so- this sounds like the athletic going and poaching it's writers. It's very from interesting. It's a very interesting situation. <laughs> and they just signed CM Punk, who is like the biggest 
you know, I mean, they sold they sold out the United Center. Did uh, he write a "Why I'm Joining AEW"? That's column? what he did for 30 minutes on TNT at 10 o'clock last Friday night for uh, in front of 20,000. So yeah. Who are the commentators? Jim Ross. Okay, see now I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony Schiavone. How did they get Jim Ross away from WWE? <laughs> WWE. They got rid of him. He was too old. They thought. Which he actually kind of is too old. No offense to Jr. But where, <laughs> it's uh, it can be a haul sometimes. Sometimes he where, brings it. But yeah. where is ECW falling in oh, all of this? They, they're gone. <laughs> they have been gone for years. But I was so happy to send that tweet. Mike's to you, gonna man. make that, us edit this out. You know this is no, he won't. He's gonna awkward. he's gonna he's gonna know that this is the best part too. <laughs> Dude, I remember since we're on the topic. Yeah. Uh, Man, when I was, did you get ECW out here when you were like in grade oh, school? Oh yeah, yeah. It was because um, it was all like regional cable then. Well, not originally. No, we did not get. We might have. Um, I did not pick it up right when it was out because, like, right when it started with uh, the stuff you're thinking of. Yeah, no, that would not have been. We would not. I would not have had even cable. I don't think at that point. We because... got it eventually because it was on like TNN or something, but. When it was in its like prime, when everybody watched. Oh, it. Oh, see, yeah, back when it was like that rogue. Yeah, no, I didn't get that. Like I just got outfit. WWF. Yeah, because you know it was based in primarily in Philly. Yeah, in Philly. Yeah, right. Yep. Uh, and there were just animals going Ooh. to those things, and uh, but I had one of those. I was the first of my six siblings, and the only one because I'm the youngest to get a TV in my room. Yeah. There you go. And it was one of those big. No- it was one of those knob TVs. Those like big. Right, where you turn the big knob to actually change the the channel. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never knew when or where I could find it. But every once in a while, right, the stars would align, the planets would be in the correct orbit, whatever. But I would would use the big big knob and boom, I would get a very blurred (laughs) broadcast of ECW. And it was always just, you know, I'm 12, 13. I'm like, this is... The greatest stuff ever. There was always like a 50-50 chance there'd be like a naked lady on it or something oh, yeah. crazy. Right? Yeah, that was ECW. <laughs> crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Indeed. Back in the 90s, man. Yeah. That was the jam. So it's not like that anymore, but it is uh, <laughs> much more modern uh, for your palate, but still pro wrestling. So, In oh, any wow. event, uh, we are here tonight to talk some college football, a little college basketball, and do some questions. Really not a ton of college football, Brennan, is uh, next week. We're in the build-up. Around man. these parts will be the start of the season. But, um, yeah, we're at that end of camp. Like, Lions, actually, the last day we had out there for camp was today. So, uh, on Wednesday night, or Wednesday. So, and things are happening. Week, next week, we're going to do the full yes. preview where I will ask you the pressing questions of an yes. idiot. And we'll get your official preview. We'll go through and, the whole and, Michigan and Michigan State seasons. Yes, and that episode will conclude with official predictions. Yeah, of course. Official. This is what what they have. What to, they come this to. Is what what? Why you're tuning in, folks? Just trying to so. deliver what they want, folks. Okay, right? Yes. Exactly. Do you have a prediction for the Lions? Can we give them a little something? Something? Uh, we haven't done that yet. Uh, I don't pain. I guess oh. it's going to be rough for the Lions. I think everybody knows that. But um, how rough? I guess is a separate conversation, right? And that's what we're here for. I was about to just make <laughs> up something and say six and ten, but then I realized that they're not playing. We get it, games here anymore. here in uh, in the Great Lakes. 
uh, region, we just you know get into the nuance of levels of pain for uh, how bad it's going to be necessarily, <laughs> not not how bad or not how good it could be, but how bad maybe it's going to be. I mean, if I had to if I had to make a prediction based on everything that I've learned living out here since 2013, if I had a guess of how this is going to go, they're going to start two and zero with a win over the Packers in that night game, and everyone's going to lose their minds. <laughs> And then they're going to win three more games the rest of the season. I mean, that might be what happened. I mean, I, I don't know about the Packers thing, but I could see them accidentally going somewhere with something. And then, uh, yeah. But um, but they open with the Niners? I could also see them losing right? every one of these for a while, and who knows? Uh, I don't know. They're, I mean, it's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll put it I have there. developed a soft spot for the Lions, where I do find myself suddenly, I watch well, the you know, games, I feel invested. When you talk to people who've like rooted for them like that, yeah. For, yeah. This, for this long, it's a lot like what we hear with the college teams, you know, but it's worse with the Lions fans, because if you talk to somebody who's like been a diehard, or it like runs in their family, because you do have that, you know, people that have sure. families that just have lived and died with the Lions forever. It's like, there's not a lot of living. It's a lot of rough <laughs> stuff, so... You can't talk to people who like really are into it and not be like, man, I wish one time you could get like yeah. something to go your way. So, you know, that's been the uh, we've heard from a lot of Lions fans. Chris and I have this year because I think Dan Campbell's tapped in not to get too off the rails, but Dan Campbell's tapped into some of that. I think with a lot of those folks. Did you just say not to get off the rails? Yeah. We, not we've to already talked about off wrestling. The rails. <laughs> Do you, I, I'm going to have to pick your mind for some fantasy uh, football advice, bud. Well, you know, I missed my draft. Uh, last Sunday. It's a bad start to the season. <laughs> yeah, so, but Stafford's my quarterback. Okay. He's uh, going to light it up. I would think. Um, he's going to throw the ball a ton. Uh, and then uh, Swift is my running back. One of my running backs. So, there you go. Your classmate. St. Joe's Prep. Love to see it. <laughs> Your classmate. I'm, I'm fly, I fly in Saturday yeah. to Philly. Okay. Going to go say hey to the par- parents, you know. Yeah. See how they're doing. Check in on them. Uh, what is that weird number calling me? And then I'm gonna go uh, draft with oh, my nice. boys. There you go. In person, and I fly out Sunday morning. Oh, you're just nine, going in for the draft. Okay. In and out, bang. <laughs> just going in for the draft. Well, Only be live a, once, man. It'll be a nice and easy flight on the way home for you on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that we're gonna need. We're gonna need that first class upgrade immediately. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into today's uh, main topic here. Which yes, sir doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon which i guess it's been lingering for a while uh and this has now become i mean i don't know i don't even know what to just i think we all can compare it to something politics whatever you want to call it but like the conference posturing and everything else that's going on the alliance brendan of course i don't know if there's going to be a different name hashtag i would assume that this will be the name otherwise they wouldn't have floated this out i would guess i don't know or maybe they don't have a name for it but it's Essentially, a uh, sort of kind of agreement. Well, the, the lawyers are already involved, so they're right. going to need to uh, to rebrand immediately. Well, I mean, okay, so <laughs> I guess before we get into any of this, I, I think that we all knew um, once the SEC, uh, you know, went full Super League, I think we all sort of knew that something was going to happen in response to that. But before you get into that, I think that it's at least worth noting here. That a lot of the criticisms that we see um, from the big or uh, leveled on the Big Ten today are the fact that after what was it 2007 whatever year it was that uh, BTN launched after Delaney essentially put the Big Ten in front of 
you know, everyone with that, you are now suddenly looking up and saying, how do we get behind? And that's what it certainly feels like mm-hmm. where you're now being relegated to reacting with the Pac-12 and the ACC for some reason. <laughs> As well, uh, I could think of one reason. His name is Jim Phillips. And another reason his name is Jim Delaney. But whatever, that's not the mm-hmm. conversation point. Your thoughts on this whole thing before we get into it? Sort of the Big Ten's situation. And again, it just doesn't ever look great for Kevin Warren. Uh, which some of yeah, it's I don't... beyond his control and some of it's not. I mean, the, the my primary instinct on the whole thing is that like none of these leagues want to have to have their yeah. hand forced to go do something right. that right. they're going to regret that's reactionary, yeah. but they need to do something. Right. And this was kind of the, like, okay, we need to form some kind of check and balance to the power structure. So this is really the only plausible way to do it. But, like, I don't know. It's It, it does also feel somewhere between, like, a realistic venture and something that's also kind of performative if that's the right word um it's for television money's sake i would assume at the end of the day here i mean if you're gonna package something but there's already you know lawyers saying that you can't even do something like this so um you know the fact that it's this handshake deal just gives it this whole air of like I mean, this is just going to be a punchline, you know, Handshake for deal. three years, five years down the line. Be like, oh, yeah, remember the alliance? That worked out really well. When, they like, had one of these, more or less. Damn near with the Pac-10. Like, before it was the mm-hmm. Pac-12, I think it was. Or maybe it was Pac-12. Remember this? Michigan scheduled, like, three or four football games on that thing. Nobody else right. did. Right. But it, exi- it was the Big Ten, Pac-12, something. They had a name for it. Remember? I, I, they had a name for it of some kind. But anyway, go ahead. Continue. But... I don't. I mean, I don't get it really from the Big Ten perspective. I I feel like the Big Ten could just sat there and been like, we don't need to tie ourselves yeah, to anybody. I, We're honestly, just going to sit sit pat and wait and see what plays out. You know, like as long as everyone is like positive, Ohio State isn't going to do it, right? As long as right. like if everyone in the league is positive that Ohio State's on board, not going anywhere, it's all good. Then I don't think you needed to do anything. I agree. Right now, you know, you, you can keep your options open, and if the right situation comes along to add a team or do whatever, so be it. But, like, you could just sat around. No, I don't know I, why I, you're tying yourselves to the totally fate agree. of anybody else doesn't really make any sense. Here's the deal. When you go back in time, and obviously, like, everything changes, and, you know, you can't go back in time and just compare everything apples to apples. But in 2007, or right around that time, when BTN and Delaney kind of changed the game with the TV networks and got the Big Ten out in front, and the reason why the Big Ten made all that money before everyone and had that kind of, you know, kind of catbird seat or whatever. The Big Ten, arguably, at the time, I guess you could have made some claims that it was at least somewhat on par with the SEC, but it certainly wasn't a better product, and you could probably even make the argument that the SEC had a better product. Today, the SEC certainly has a better product, it's not even close, but really the reason why the Big Ten made all that money and kind of continued to make money even on the second time around when Delaney negotiated the recent deal with Fox that went over a billion is because he sold these networks on these fan bases. He sold them on the alumni that are all over the damn place. The Big Ten has all these people that live all over the place. And that's really what he sold on. He didn't sell it on a you know games with Clemson or mm-hmm. whatever or forced rivalries for the sake of a brand bullshit, whatever. Like he sold it on... Michigan, Ohio State, 
He sold it on, you're going to get Iowa fans watching like crazy. You're going to get college basketball. You're going to get, you know, Michigan State fans. All these random fan bases that are all over the place. And it's Big Ten. Delaney talked about it all the time. It's a Big Ten play in the Big Ten. That's, what's, that's what sells and that's what people want. And when you start diluting it or making weird things, and not to say that that's happening here, but to your point, when you start kind of tying to other people, it makes people wonder you know, that have been following the Big Ten for a long time, kind of like, what's happening here? What are you doing? And I think that that's really what... I don't know if it's even harming. It's just like, this certainly wouldn't... I don't see this helping anything either. It's just kind of weird. I don't understand what the deal is. Right. I mean, I do to a degree understand, like, the idea, the urge to be like, look, the SEC has all the money. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. All these massive brands. They're obviously... In cahoots with ESPN. ESPN's in control of the playoff. Like, we can't just have this league hijack the playoff and be like, we're taking six spots. Or the sport. You all can you know, get the rest. Yeah, right. Whatever, you know, for governance reasons. Sure. For um, all, all degrees of, you know, what what the ultimate breakaway is going to look like, which when it happens, right? Like... Mm-hmm. You do need some kind of communication that is not everyone out for when if everyone's out for themselves, yeah, and one is so much more powerful when the breakup comes, right? Right, and and this like that's going to happen in the yeah. next five to ten years. I mean, yeah, where football breaks away from the NCAA, like that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, if the SEC has all the power and everyone else doesn't, like you're potentially in a dangerous, vulnerable spot when that does come to fruition right yeah. so if this is the first step of you know being some kind of collective counterweight to that lead just to be able to keep you know college football from being whittled down to 20 schools and remaining as like 60 schools still getting yeah right. <laughs> you know yeah. on the playing field exactly um and so be it but yeah i but like it me it's it's like it, it feels like a monopoly game, you know? Like, yeah, like, like like it's just a fake deal, right? And it's like <laughs> it's like it, a card in a monopoly game, <laughs> and, and it can't possibly be like where it's like right, exactly. It's a it's a it's a card in a monopoly. It's like stock or a piece of land somewhere <laughs> on like a risk board or whatever. But I mean, like ultimately, I think when you look at all this stuff, when you look at it from these leagues' perspective, all, the only thing they ever really seem to care about at the end of the day is what share they get in that TV pie. And right. I still think the Big Ten's going to do fine there. This doesn't strengthen that, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know why it would. and I don't know even if they're claiming necessarily that it would. Maybe they are backdoor. I don't know. But I don't know why it would. I mean, I you know, whatever. It is what it is. The reason why we just talked about that. The reason why the Big Ten is attractive to these networks is because it has Michigan and Ohio State every year and a couple other games like that. Um, and that's not changing. So... What all it adds beyond that, I have no idea. Um, I almost, yeah, I, I agree with you, though. I thought the move for the Big Ten would have been to just sit there and tell these guys, like, no, hey, ACC and Pac-12, if you guys want to do something, go for it. But we're we're fine. Uh, but I guess that's not the case, so we'll see. I'll tell you one thing, that's for damn sure, is I don't understand what the hell they were thinking with this press conference yesterday. I mean, I, I don't know what... I, I don't think they're thinking. I mean, they are thinking, but I think that the, obviously, like you've said earlier, it's like 
everything they do is in reaction to. Um, right. And it's just been that way so much with the Big Ten. And they've, you know, and I know we're lumping them in with other leagues here, but, you know, that's really been what it's been. It's been reactionary. Yeah, it just didn't seem like they were kind of ready to right. go out and answer questions the way that they attempted to. And yeah, it seemed like they kind of put this thing together and then, you know, some, uh, I don't know if it came from up top or from a PR side of things that was like, let's roll this out and go public with it. Where it's just like, I mean, you're watching this thing play out. It's just like, this is what are you doing? Like, you were not ready it didn't to do seem this. Like it. It did, yeah. I mean, and it was like no one was asking for it. No one asked for this. No, no that's one, the thing. No one Nobody wanted was... it. No one was like banging on the table, being like, "Where is the Big Ten? We gotta get. We gotta it's, get these three commissioners to talk about the alliance. No like, it's a shit. Just keep. No doing. one cares. I mean, end of the day, they're gonna care long term. If like, like you're talking about, right? Like, in they'll care when the moment comes where they have to care. But, I mean, there are things that need to be done, obviously, prior to that. I get all that. But, yeah, like, why does it need to be rushed to – I don't know. I mean, I guess it really wasn't rushed, right? Because it's not really done. It was like a hand – like I said, it's a handshake it's a deal. handshake deal. Nothing was signed. It was who has like, a press conference for a handshake deal? All these people that were just like, yeah, we sort of agreed to do this, but not really. You know, like, but we I, reserve the right to say go to hell or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, what the hell is this? Like, I tweeted, I was like – uh, we promise everything and guarantee nothing. Or no, we guarantee everything and promise nothing. Like, whatever, what? What, are, what is happening? Like, what are you talking about? And like... Why? Why not? You know? Right, like, yeah. Like, well, because we felt like it. So, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's just another weird thing, I guess, is what I would say. It's not even bad, necessarily. I don't even really... It's fine. They've done this before. I didn't really even have a problem with it when they did it back then. Other teams didn't, you know, other schools did, I, you know, whatever. I don't know, but whatever. I mean, it'll, it'll probably create some cool games, but I mean, beyond that, I also don't know how long it'll actually last. That's the other thing is like, like you said earlier before we started, like we could get like a year or two down the road and be like, oh yeah, remember that time they had the Alliance? That thing lasted for 18 months and then it died and that yeah, was the I, end of it. So, you know, who knows? I don't know. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yeah, and the whole scheduling side of things, I'm like, I, okay, I guess. I mean, it didn't yeah. seem like they needed to be prompted to do it anyway, really. Everything like, is These games just... kind of all happen generically as it is. And it's not like, it'd be one thing if they all like got together and like, we're not scheduling against the SEC. What do you think about that? But they can't do that because the ACC has to play 
the SEC. Those are like their best crossover rivalries. You can't eliminate those games. So like, what does this even mean? Like, you're all just going to shake hands, but you can still schedule the SEC. So everything's the same way. Okay, cool. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I really don't. Uh, I don't know how that all uh, is going to benefit anybody but the SEC, who is obviously in position to be aggressive. They have the best product. They're going to have the best product again when their TV deal comes up. But I still don't know. It you know what's I mean Texas changes it right Texas is going to change it obviously but like I don't think the Big Ten like to our point earlier like I don't think the Big Ten unless they lose Ohio State or something like I don't think they're going to be hurting for television money I, again reactionary didn't seem necessary but also I don't even know if it's necessarily a bad thing it's just another one of these weird like we're doing something because we don't know what else to do so we just right. we need to do something. And it's just like, why that now suddenly is the Big Ten's stance. It seems very counterproductive and kind of alarming at times when we see it. Because I think sometimes maybe it's for the best, but sometimes also it's probably not. Because we're used to the other way with the Big Ten. Where, like you said, they don't, they didn't move until mm-hmm. necessary. There's no reason to. And, you know, now I guess they feel like there is reason to. So, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Big Ten priority should be securing its own, you know. That's really what I thought. Its, its I own mean, membership as opposed to worrying it, about what any other league is doing. Like you, That's how like the league. The whole, yeah. hey, Penn State decides it gets a wild hair up its ass. It wants to go to the ACC. Nebraska decides, it, you know, it's a terrible fit. It wants to bounce. Ohio State, you know, decides to yeah, and I mean, that's, voices with Florida State and Clemson and somebody else and, and, and bail. Like, that's far more um i feel like uh, pressing yeah. than worrying about like let's let's make sure that we're aligned with the ACC and the Pac-12 which could all equally break apart in any given moment like yeah does USC give a shit no if it, or if it decides it wants to bounce and go to the SEC Kevin Warren needs to be worrying about getting everyone back on the same page being out in front with NIL making sure that college football can get on as even a playing field as possible, and then just giving Big Ten fans exactly what we said earlier, what they want, which is to play each other. You invest in them and their fan bases and their whatever. That's all you have to do. That's it. There's nothing else. You don't need to add anybody or subtract anybody or do anything else. Whoever is telling them that they do (laughs) probably needs to not be listened to anymore because, like, all these reactionary things just don't seem necessary, but but again, I guess the league is, you know, it's different today. It's, you know, it did fracture a little bit, and I suppose there are probably different things, you know, that um, have to be dealt with politically that, you know, like it or not, are there. So, who knows? Yeah, know. the biggest focus for the Big Ten needs to be winning football games, because, you know, the biggest thing that solves this is having... Multiple well, yeah, teams in the playoff conversation every year. Yeah. That's how. That's how you. That's your counterweight to. Yeah, the and that's why SEC. the SEC has the. I mean, everyone knows it. I mean, we've talked about that. That's why Texas wanted to join the league because. Right. It is viewed in the NFL as the next closest thing to the NFL. It is viewed by the NFL by a thousand miles as the best college football league uh, going today, and everyone right. would tell you that. So it is what it is. We've got some college hoops here. And some local interest, uh, sort we of. We do? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. some local interest. <laughs> of some personal interest, as you wrote a story on this gentleman. Imani Bates, we talked uh-huh. about this a little bit a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. On his way to Memphis, which isn't a surprise, uh, I suppose, to anyone. 
Uh, a little bit of surprise, I guess. Uh, maybe if you would have started this a year ago and asked that question. A lot of a surprise, I suppose, it would be. But um, the way things kind of have fallen together, this made a lot of sense from an NIL perspective and everything else. Um, I am, I guess, still a little surprised maybe that he didn't wait it out, I guess. But whatever, I don't know that he had to. What right? is he waiting it out for? I guess he's not, really. Yeah, you're right. So Yeah, I mean. Uh, off he goes Yeah, to Memphis. I was just on Stu's, uh, Stu Douglas's pod right before this, and you know, one of the things that we were talking about that I feel like really goes kind of overlooked is, you know, what were the most viable options here? Because, you know, forever, you know, no one thought there was any chance of him playing pro ball, um, or I'm sorry, playing college ball, and... That was very justified. Um, yeah. And, you know, NIL changed some things. There's now a lot of money out there to be made. Seems like. Um, My God. And, you know, going to the G League right now, like I've said this over and over again, like the G League doesn't want kids for two years. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not the point of their, right. you know, we'll take the best high school players in the country. It's, we'll take them for one year. Right. And play them and get them you know, kind of ready for NBA life and, and, and get good film on them and, you know, scout them ourselves and blah, 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 blah. They're not interested in turning the G League into a Dude, high school uh, developmental program of, of 15-year-olds being like, I'm going to the G League. They're like, no, 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 no. We have no interest in having our hands on you for four years. 17-year contracts here. <laughs> Nobody wants that. They want you for one year. Oh, God. So, you know, I feel like where there was... There was some thought that, you know, because Amani's who he is, that maybe there'd be some big ass offer, you know, uh, from the G League, you know, a million plus that would be mm-hmm. very, you know, attractive and okay, go do that for, for two years and then go to the draft. In part because the G League doesn't want kids for two years, though, right. um, that offer was never took shape that way. I, I, I'm under the understanding that it was like closer to the 500,000 range, which is what Jalen Green got, which is, you know, that's kind of the standard fare for the top, 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 you know, high school yeah. kids who are going to the G League. They did not get some extraordinary offer that made him different than everyone else, right? Right. Um, this time next year, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would think that, you know, okay, one plays one year at Memphis, say everything goes smoothly, Um well, yeah, that then he can go to the G League, and he would probably get a much more lucrative, interesting, yeah, deal. Because right. um, he'll he's still not going to be able to go to the NBA draft after next year. Yeah, um, maybe he play, maybe Van Iel money is just stupid, and he plays two years at Memphis. Now that'll be interesting, right? Right. And that's the thing is like we have no idea. It was the same thing yeah. when when Hunter Dickinson decided he was going to come back, and we're sitting here talking. I'm like, can he make ten thousand dollars? Can know. he make fifty, a hundred? 200 like we have no it's totally uncharted we have no idea so you know memphis and the fedex money and the this and the that holy shit i mean whatever can be done will be done that's for damn sure oh Um, yeah they're gonna okay every single possible thing yeah yeah. (laughs) and you know penny recruited him apparently with saying you know we're gonna you can play point guard so penny hardaway told amani that he can be penny hardaway basically there you go pretty good you know Beat that. Beat that is. Beat that is, though. 
I, I'm pretty sure there was no counter recruitment yeah, coming from uh, from that. East Lansing yeah. the last few months. Man so, um, yeah, I, it, it's going to be beyond beyond fascinating. Um, it's got. I mean, that this thing has it has everything. Mm-hmm. This show has everything. Yeah, Penny, Larry Brown, Rasheed Wallace. Ugh. Jalen Dern, Amani Bates, all the guys who are still at Memphis, like they've got real players there. They won twenty games. Last yeah, no, year. they're still a good team. I mean, um, they've been recruiting well for a good minute here. And like, is half of Ipsy going to move to Memphis? I would assume, <laughs> to follow uh, to follow this I party. Assume, <laughs> I would assume there'll be a couple of uh, buses on the way somewhere, uh, right? I mean, be some people following. Be some people. Getting some tickets to the uh, that giant arena that they sell out down there. Memphis basketball is you're, crazy. You ever been people, there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a scene. I've been there for a game. Like, people don't understand. I didn't understand, I don't think, until I went there for the first time and saw a game. It's a big deal. And it was just like, it was 20,000 people on like a Thursday night in yeah. December or something like that. That's what it was. And it was just crazy. And they weren't even good. It was like one of Passner's teams. It was not a Calipari team. It right. was after that, but like when Cal- after I think after Calipari rolled through, it tur- it must have ignited it again or something because. It's but even crazy. when they were Memphis State, yeah, like it was it's a, always you know, been it was there. A big it's time a big, basketball program. Yeah, the community it, loves it. The city loves and also it. one of those weird ones that like never had a true home well, because they didn't have football. So like their conference affiliation exactly. was always changing and evolving. And I think switching. it's I think it's more or less Memphis's pro sport. There's no, I mean, Pretty, the, oh, the Grizzlies. 100%. The Grizzlies are the Grizzlies, but they didn't come until. You know, Memphis the, basketball, Memphis basketball has outdrawn the Grizzlies so repeatedly. Memphis basketball is actually it's perfect for NIL and Penny mm-hmm. and the situation that it's in. Because if you think about it that way, I mean, it's like the city itself. Lo- that's why Memphis has fans. It's the city. It's not really alums. I don't think it's like the community loves Memphis basketball. But that was my experience when I was around it a little bit. I could be mm-hmm. wrong, but I think that's the deal. It's a unique. Kind of thing. So he could make a ton of money. He could make a lot of money, I would think, down there. That'll be really interesting to see if anybody finds out how much exactly or if they share it when it's all said and done. You know, what he, what he clears on that. Because, like, well, you would think you'd want to if you're Memphis. Like, if if, if these guys, I mean, they're going to get that Duran. They already get him? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, they've already got, you know, some dudes coming in. If you get a couple of these guys and you start – Saban already talked about that Bryce Young made – Damn near seven figures before he even played a game. You got to start doing that. So I'm I'm going to be interested to see how much these guys make down there in Memphis because it's interesting. And I mean the the games, the buzz. I think like they play like in New York over one of the holidays. Like it's going to be incredible. Yeah, it's the biggest um, biggest show in town down there. It is going to be the the show of shows. Yeah. Uh, Fascinating. And as I also said on Stu's show. Fascinating. I still need to see it. Like see. I still need to. I still need to see him in a college oh, yeah. <laughs> play a college game before I'm like this actually happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the same thing uh, with like why? Why is James Wiseman was there for like 30 seconds? Yeah, enough time to get 40 rebounds in a game, and then he left. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know. I know. I agree. And, I mean, there's going to be, you know. I, Best they, obviously, they're they're running this thing like an NBA team, right? Like uh, yeah. so, and these are NBA guys on the coaching staff, and Larry Brown, you know, yeah, he coached in college, but he's an NBA guy, blah blah blah. So, like, I, I think the setting is going to be there for you know this to potentially work, mm-hmm. 
But man, you know, there is some combustible pieces in place here. Um, That, you know, there's going to be a degree of coaching, accountability, everything else that hasn't been there. And, you know, the... uh, do you feel when like everything is centered around around one person yeah. and and now it's a collective. Let me ask you this now that it's over with and it's not going to happen. How do you feel like this would have gone if he would have went to Michigan State, Amani Bates? All things considered. Uh, do you think, think it, it would have gone well? I, I think it would have lasted a couple weeks of practices. Yeah, and that would have been it. I mean, that's what I'm wondering because it's just like I just don't know. But I don't know what their relationship was. I don't. Like if Izzo right. and, and nor do Amani I. I mean, this is just total close. guesswork. I don't know that, but like everything, everything else, and you have to take that into account with this kid, everything else just seemed like it would have been like very difficult for that to work. And I almost wonder if like all parties aren't better off, you know, not being together, you know, so I guess it's probably obvious (laughs) to say at this point, I don't know. Like Memphis has a dude in, in Landers Noli who like, was getting 20 shots up a game yeah. last year. How's that gonna, and how's that going to go? He transferred from Virginia Tech to go do that and to go be the guy. And now he's playing with Imani and Jalen Dern. Right. Well. <laughs> uh, You're not getting 20 shots a game anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this this thing has, has changed dramatically. And... Um, you know, everyone, if everyone buys in, it could be amazing. It would be fun. It could be, a, yeah. it could be amazing because there is just an obscene amount of talent on this team. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be one of those things. I feel like it's, there's going to be great weeks and there's going to be absolute. Yeah, mess. You know, uh, toxic is not a good word, right? But like, there's going to be sloppy. And there's going to be yeah, weeks right. that just it things go off the rails, yeah. and then you know. Can Penny manage it, right? Manage all the personalities. Mm. And he's going to kind of be that NBA manager as opposed to like the college coach. Yeah. Right? Like this probably. is the, the dynamic, the difference in the dynamics of the college game and the pro game, you know, where, where the, the, the pro game, you're really just kind of keeping your pieces in place, making sure everyone is, you know, still engaged and blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, there's going to take a degree of, of that. Um, I would think, yeah. I also feel like the fact that Memphis plays in the league that they play in. That'll help. Is is a good thing. Yep. <laughs> it always does. Thing. I think that's because why they if you're in the yeah. Big Ten, right? If this team's in the Big Ten. 100%, man. 100%. And everyone is going at them, trying to murder them. And now there's some tough teams in the American. Don't get me like They're going to have to play Houston. And, you know, those Kelvin Sampson's guys are going to be ready to run through walls to, you know, punch all these dudes in the face, right? Right. But... You're also going to go play. I don't even know who the hell's in the league. Tulsa. Yeah, they've got Tulane, everybody else in there too. And let me tell you, you know, but like, yeah, you're going to have to play Cincinnati and Houston. And those are going to be tough games. But you're also going to go get to run and jump and dunk on Temple. But if you no disrespect to Temple, don't love you guys. I'll tell you what. If you don't beat Temple by 20, 15, mm-hmm. you're going to hear it. From yeah. from the Memphians, we call them that. <laughs> so that's going to be something as well right. for this whole thing right. to take into account. You don't if they struggle because that's the thing. Like they're used to winning every game because they, you know, like it's a unique place. That'll be really. You're right. That'll be fascinating. It's uh, it sounds like a book. Maybe somebody should go down there and write, 
Write it, my man. Right. But imagine, like, yeah, you're telling me. But imagine, like, East Carolina. East Carolina is going to walk out for a league game (gasps) against a team with two top five NBA draft picks on the court and be like, what the hell? 22,000 people in the stands. (laughs) Just, yeah. Frothy. What's that? And what's that? That Beale Street, right? Yep, right down the road. I mean, that's the game. It's right there. It's right there on the river. The whole city. It's uh, the pyramid is. it is something play. you have to see to believe. Yeah, a, like I, I covered I like one Memphis game there. So Memphis is a fucking cool place, man. They party, yeah. man. They get down. It is <laughs> it is cool, Nashville for like professionals, right? Great like food, the food, great yeah, place. Yeah, right. Love it. Right. Love Memphis. Um, yeah, I, w- I covered a Vols game there. Tennessee, mm-hmm. Memphis, right? The rivalry in full effect. Yep. I oh, couldn't man. believe it. Great stuff. Thank and like their pregame show, like they go balls out. There's yeah. lasers. There's explosions. It's an there's NBA game. It's like the sun. And they're right. all big pro wrestling community down there. Jerry the King. Oh, Lawler. there you go. There you go. There you Tying go. all together. So yeah, that'll be fun to watch uh, how that all plays out. And I think for Michigan State, all things considered, no big deal. It's whatever. I don't think anybody needs to be uh, upset or anything by any of this. I think it's it's whatever. It's not a big deal. But it's all said and done. Am I wrong in that? I, I, I mean, I, I, no, no. I, I mean, think I think that in terms of winning games, they're going to be. Yeah, I, I don't see this having potentially made that big of a yeah. difference. Um, if anything, it would be it would put a lot of strain on things. Yeah, that's probably fair to say. So, all right, you want to get some questions here? We yeah, well, let's right run up. through these guys. Right. Uh, shout out, by the way, to was it Bo Bo Moody? That's right. Loyal Congratulations. Rick, Bo Moody won his golf tournament after uh, Brandon gave Rick some advice last week. So that was good to see, of course. Won in a playoff hole. 13-foot birdie putt. So congrats to young Bo. And everyone else who participated there in the, uh, what was it, thir- was it uh, some sort of children's tournament that he played in? Yes, U.S. So Kids to- World Championship at Pinehurst. That sounds like a, that's Whoa! a big deal, man. That is pretty cool. Oh, no, he secured a bit. Oh, okay. Sorry, he secured well, a bit. To, also which, cool. Yeah, he will be. I'll tell you what. With uh, college changing its rules, I feel like we can sponsor this kid. Probably for the podcast. <laughs> an official. There you go. Yeah. Official. So athlete. Wear the shirt out there uh, on the on the course. Yeah. There you go. So congrats. That is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Um, first question is when do you move to Memphis from from scratch? So. We'll so when know. do you move to Memphis? <laughs> It'd be a fun thing uh, to cover. It'd be a fun thing to cover. Yeah. TBD. Someone's going to cover it. Someone is going to have to cover it. Someone is going to have to cover it. Yeah. Um. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What all we got? Okay. There we go. Your question's okay. I got pulled up. Okay, we got the first one. Yeah, Memphis Fallout. Uh, okay, here's one from Robert. Uh, Nick, what was your experience like working with the Big Ten Network for the documentary on the Michigan 2013 Final Four team? Would either of you do a documentary again? Wow. Uh, if so, what game or season would you want to talk about? Uh, you've done a few of these, haven't you? Uh, one, yeah, a couple of yeah. These? The, one, the, the one I was most involved in was that Divided They Stand one. Uh, oh, that's right. Ten's the Rivals. Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right which, that was good that was good so the one i, I was, enjoyed work with those guys yeah I'm friends with a lot of btn folks and stuff the one i did i don't remember if it was i think i guess it was btn i i think it was btn aired it but it was like a different crew that i worked with they interviewed me it was like a it was like a btn had hired a you know uh, one of those like traveling documentary crews basically and those guys were the ones who uh, linked up with you, but that was a lot of fun. I had fun with it. I mean, it was those those interviews are great because those guys just ask every single thing under the sun, and mm-hmm. it brings back like all these memories that you'd never thought about. They'll, they'll ask questions about like random, you know, when they bring beat writers in for the love of God, they'll ask questions about like random press conferences that average fans never never feel because they go back and they just they just consume every single thing on a topic and then just ask you right. about every single thing. So. That's always fun because they know their stuff. And like whenever you're talking to anybody that knows their stuff, and documentarians for sure always do. So yeah, it's always a lot of fun. So what were the other parts of that question? Uh, Would either of you ever do one again? So I would say yes, of course. And then if so, what game or season would you like to talk about? Or what I guess what would make a better, what would make a good one of those um, to cover? Hmm. Interesting. Um, I actually feel like um, I feel like Juwan Howard this last year with Michigan basketball would have been a good one with all the things they went through um, the stoppages and the starts and then livers getting hurt and everything up and down um, yeah I mean and that's part of the thing like because there was just the a whole, lot like, of stuff the, you know right with with the notion of like the documentary um it's such a different type of storytelling. Yeah, it's got to go up and down. The, it can't be. Yeah, and, right. And like the the more difficult stuff, I think is more compelling to kind of oh yeah unpack and go back through. So like, I would look at Michigan State, and you know, two years that would make you know Michigan State fans don't want to hear this, but like two years that would make really compelling documentary work. Right, mm-hmm. would be the year when everything blew up internally oh well yeah okay right? within sure, the university yeah, like if yeah. you went back through that like there's stuff that happened that year that i'm, I'm sure i'd be like i comp- i can't even believe yeah. i forgot right. that that happened and it was just so insane yeah and the team was so good um that going back and unpacking that would frankly be fascinating mm-hmm. um you could say the same about their 2020 season with um mm, yeah they got canceled with, with with Cassius in the beginning of the year, and that whole year was just in really intense. And then you know they and it get never rocking, ended. Yeah, never they get ended. rocking and rolling at the end. I thought they were going to be a Final Four team. Yeah. Um, and then it all ends in 
you know, a th- one thirty-six hour window. Mm-hmm. They never even made it to the Big Ten. Right. Um, they never they never departed from campus. Right. Um, like in terms of storytelling, like those are yeah, th- those are up there. Um, I'm trying to think of one a little more positive for the people. Uh, well, I mean, they've got a like all of the ones that end with the team on a good place. You know, are the ones that make the most sense, I guess. But like. I guess sure. they can't be a boring, like they just beat the crap out of everybody because that's not fun. That's not exciting. Right. So it's right. got to be an up and down type of year. But no, really, I mean, they're all, like if you, to me, they're all interesting if you look at them all, you know, piece by piece as it goes. You know, because I, I know I do that at the end of every year. Like that's how we just do our jobs. I mean, you're, when you follow right. teams, you know, you're following the story as it goes. That's what, you know, when I talk to young writers, who ask about bee writing, it's like you're telling a long story that just doesn't end. <laughs> you know, it's just right. like you're just telling a long story. So if you take any period of time and really peel it all the way back, you know, I mean, you'd be surprised <laughs> what you would find uh, as far as interesting goes. Any Michigan football season would be interesting for as little access as they give, you know, like that's, you know, they did the Amazon one and there's a reason why they did it. And there is a reason why they got paid as much as they got paid for it, you know, so. Like, and the thing is, this would be the year to have the Amazon. It really would. This would be a great year. Like, this would be an incredible this year. This would be the year. This would be Harbaugh's, the curtain. Harbaugh's uh, season on the brink type year. This would be his uh, right. Bob Knight, you know, the year that uh, everyone remembers with Feinstein. But like that's, yeah, I mean. The, for sure. I mean, you'd think that. When you're in the Crucible. You'd go right to that, mm-hmm. right to that Washington game. Yeah. And, you know, what it's going to be like internally, one way or the other. Yeah. You know, they win that Washington game. It's going to be, all right, you know, let's yeah, no, do I this. Mean, We're going to turn it around. Like, this is the first step, blah, blah. They lose that game. It gets really manageable, yeah. Oh, baby. You know, the temperature's up immediately. Yeah, you got to respond immediately. There's no chance right. to, like, slug around or have a mess up or whatever yeah. else. And I don't think that's, I mean, I don't think that's hyperbole. No, I don't either. That game. It just cranks yeah. pressure. I Like, I don't think it's something where, like, they have to win it necessarily. But, like, you look at that game, it's definitely one that would make the pressure. You know, it's one that you think about, like, I always think about those type of games, like, the emotions that the coaches are going to have before the game because there's going to be a heavier, you know, thing. It's like... I was thinking about the other day when somebody was talking about, um, not to get, we're all the way off the rails here, but when somebody was talking about um, the Bears starting Justin Fields for the first time and like how it's like, you don't get to do it twice was basically the thing I thought about, right? But really the thing I always think about in those moments are like the GM who's like in the bathroom over the toilet, like puking his guts out before that kid goes out there. He's like, is he going to suck? Because if he does, I am fired. Like I am done. You know what I mean? Like those are the the moments where you can't go back, where it's like, okay, everything that we have planned is now contingent on something that I'm going to be able to watch unfold over the next three and a half hours, and there's no turning back. Like those are the moments that I think about a lot. Of, that would make all the way back to the original question. Those are the ones. Give me those because you can't replace that, right? Like the the times where it's like, all right, it's do or die now. We're gonna find out. So. That's what I think about a lot. A lot of Michigan Ohio State games would, would qualify probably in those settings, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> the, uh, no, no, I can't. I can't get the picture in my head of the guy uh, 
Leaning over the sink, just <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Just like violently throwing up, and then that eye to eye contact yeah, in the like mirror. Everything is right here, man. Like there's no more, you know, hypotheticals or anything else. Yeah, crazy. Um, man. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Uh, let's see. Are you uh, all right? Jeff, Jeff asks. Okay, now that it's Memphis, disclose all you can about the MSU fallout. Oh, I mean, okay. look, well, there you go. the. The fact is, like, I, I've i never been told specifically about some, like, burning of the bridge moment sure. when it, it, it all fell to pieces. So, like, there's only so much, like, a lot of it's conjecture. Mm-hmm. And um, it was always, I, I never thought he was playing there in the first place. So, was it a fallout or was it the fact that they just decided we're not going to go play there and we're going to go test the market? I mean, I think you could argue, did they ever really fully, completely decide that he was going to go... Like, the commitment was, like, ceremonial. Right. Right? I mean, can we say that now? Is that the... Is that, I mean... Are people going to get it's upset? Not, it's, not like this, it's not like it wasn't said in the first place. I, I mean, no, but, like, I mean... We wrote a, wrote about it in, in, within the context of right. the Ipsy prep announcement and what went into making that thing all go down. No, I know. You said it the whole time. But I'm like, are people going to get upset now if we say it again? Because, like... It was, we talked about this when he, when he committed or when he, you know, whatever, after he wrote the story that people got mad and it was like, the commitment was as much about like, let's give Izzo some pub. It seemed like as it was anything else, like from where I'm sitting. So, and our, and, and themselves. Sure. Themselves too. But also let's right. give Izzo a rub too. while we're doing this because they were a hot name at the time. And, you know, if it could get Michigan State basketball out in front of sports center or whatever, then more power to you, but that's all it was, right? I mean, right. really, at and the end my, of the day. And, like, my understanding is, you know, in the, even the recruiting that was going on for that class, it was all kind of like, yeah, so, like, Amani's committed, but... He's not going to be here, yeah. We're not recruiting like he's actually going to be playing here. So that kind of says everything you need to know for, you know, what went down. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, was there any in terms of like he uses the word fallout? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been told anything specifically about what led to the the decommitment. I'm, I know of all the things that have been said about it and all that, but like, I've heard multiple things from you know both sides of the aisle, and I I, I treat it like the way I do the the Jay Nakins thing on what went down at at uh, at Ipsy Prep, where oh yeah, you, know, you a- a- ask one person, you'll get one answer. Ask right. another person, you'll get another answer. I wasn't in the gym, so I'm not going to say mm-hmm. I'm not going to put my name on it. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'm not going to have people say you know, yeah, taking so one line out of this podcast and being like, oh, this here's the uh, you know official report on you know the Almani and Michigan State. Not no fucking way am I doing that. <laughs> so. You know, maybe one day, you know, if someone wants to sit down and write a book, uh, that that, that got a long way to go before we get to that. Go go nuts. Um, Jeff follows up with, uh, so he's apparently playing point guard at Memphis. Uh, Was this the biggest issue with the Aikens fallout? Jeff is big on the fallout. He wants he wants the fallout answers. Um, No, I mean, man, fallout. (laughs) Well, the. uh, 
What like that? I, I guess the question is like that. Aikens wanted to play point guard versus Amani playing point guard. Uh, no, that. No. I just like it, and it doesn't have anything to do. For, certainly at Michigan State, well, I can tell you for damn sure he was not going to play point guard at Michigan, yeah. at Michigan State. Um, I just man, I no, I, I mean, I just don't think that at the end of the day, there and was like much- un- unpacking, um, kind of petty pissing matches yeah. between teenagers. I really yeah. that are now a year and a half old. I could give a shit yeah. if I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> I just don't think it was people got. Carried away with it, I think, probably at the time. Um, and it is what it is. But, I mean, like you said, I mean, so many I mean, many the, Paris, the, the, think- the palace intrigue has always been the thing that, like, was the real juice behind the whole story. And I get it. And I get people wanting to know, you know, yeah. what's going on. And then say, you know, oh, you hear things and don't report them. Hey, man. <laughs> if... Uh, like there is, there is a lot more to be lost than gained when you get into, um, you know, giving the the half versions that you. Well, I mean, you hear even things, if you believe them to be true, that like you're to put them out there. Hearing something and reporting something is a different, uh, right? Is a different situation anyway. This isn't, you know, we don't work on a message board, and you know, Jeff knows that, and Jeff Jeff's a loyal listener and follower. <laughs> I like Jeff. He knows that. I don't. Th- and I don't think he means anything more by it. But like that's no, no. That's not. you know the situation. I think a lot of times people come up with in this sort of thing where they're just like, "There's got to be more to it." And it's like I really don't. From everything that you know, and I know nothing on my own, but everything that I can mm-hmm. piece together, just as an objective observer here, it seems like you know, like I said, I mean, they were. We'll commit to Michigan State because it'll. We're going to get some pub out of this for us, but we'll also give them a little bit of a. Rub too, and that's it. And you know, anybody that went further than that with it was on their own, you know, swim at your own risk, so to speak. So, whatever. Uh, Jason's Jason says, I think the pod needs a whole segment on BQ's parenting advice and techniques. Oh my god! Perhaps it could be a reoccurring segment uh, where I serve as a Doctor <laughs> Phil esque expert on parenting. You got? I'm all for this. You got any advice on this? I'd be interested to hear this. This would be good. Uh, what do you got? Man. There's a reason I don't have I got kids. advice. I got advice. It's not to take anyone else's advice. It's the <laughs> advice that I have. And it's just literally what I tell people when they ask me. And you tell the, the I segment say, is that you tell me an issue that you are having parenting. I will tell you what okay, well, I would do yeah. in said situation. So what's going on right now in the bottom of the I don't have any issues that we need discussing <laughs> at the moment. But my advice is always take all the books and throw them away because... You know, it's your own, it's your own journey, my man, as they say. I feel like uh, because I was the last of six. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, right. My 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 parents. I I'm pretty sure. Talk they about forgot somebody even, who could write a book. Your mom. Pretty sure I I forgot they forgot that I was around half the time. <laughs> like, oh, wasn't there another one of these somewhere? Meanwhile, I was just like roaming around the neighborhood. You know, knocking on yeah. <laughs> knocking on friends' doors, trying to get fed. Uh, yeah, you know, dad's working 14 hours a day away on every weekend. My mom's right. just exhausted, just a whatever. <laughs> whatever you want, man. Yeah. Whatever, just do it. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Just open the door, out with you, oh, you know. I love it. That's great. <laughs> See you at dark. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be my that'd be my advice. <laughs> See you at dark. I love it. Yeah. 
Well, I think we'll end on that note tonight, uh, my friend. I was asked by Josh if I'm covering the Ryder Cup. Yes, I am. Uh, and I'm very excited. That's in Wisconsin, right? For It is. It is. Driving Coming up, there. right? Coming up uh, next month? Three weeks? Yeah. There we go. Um, is that a, a week-long or is that a multi-week tournament? Uh, well, there's, there's you know, obviously advanced days and then uh, three – there's three days of competition. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun. That will that will be fun. Yes. I would think so. Uh, and, you know, it'll, just a little sidebar to all the attention I'm going to be giving to college football for the pod. I'll pay attention to some Ryder Cup, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Next week, of course, folks. Brandon's going to do his research, and I will be. My picks for Michigan and Michigan State, I believe, will be out next week as well. So we will do. We'll go over that. Uh, we'll pick the season. We'll go through how all this is going to go for both sides. Whatever questions you want, big picture, send them in. Let's talk about them. We don't care. Whatever. We'll tackle them all next week. Big preview edition. Uh, I'm probably biting off more than I can chew here. Although I think I've gotten a lot of my uh, late August. You know, this is that time of year for us football writers. I know you guys probably go through with hoops around October-ish. Um, right before it starts, you know, that last like week or two when you've got 300 things sort of like about to go at the exact same time. And then it's like they all have to land at once. Right. So that's where we're at right now with college football. So and football in general, I'd say. Yeah, but you're still you're out here profiling. We're right. Line coaches. We're getting, you're we're getting it all in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's my point. We're, we're finishing all of our uh, offseason things. The notebooks are empty. Getting you are ready out. to go. So, yeah. That was a great story. Everyone should go read yeah. that. Check that out. Um, that was an old. Uh, that's an old. Uh, that's an older interview, by the way. That's a Brendan Quintrick. <laughs> For those uh, anyone who's listened this deep, in always the, keep always keep the podcast. Anyone who's listening this deep in the podcast has earned that trick. A uh, bit of advice there for you. There you always go. keep the pockets full. <laughs> there it is. That's a great one to leave it on. How about that? There you go. All right, everyone. We appreciate you listening. I'll wrap this thing up. Sometimes I forget that I'm the one that ends it. Yeah. So I just kind of continue to ramble. <laughs> um, uh, make sure you are supporting your local restaurants. Uh, show some patience when you're at your local restaurants. Everyone is understaffed. Uh, and, you know, God bless them. The work some of these places are, are doing on almost... You know, bare bones staffing. So when you're out there, be uh, in addition to tipping your servers and bartenders, be patient with your bartenders and servers and realize they're probably uh, probably three or four or five people short at any given time. So everyone's doing what they can. All right. Cheers. The place where I-